cliffcentral.com. Listen, we've got to get to Dr. Hanan because there's um, a huge amount of stuff going on today and I don't want to miss out on any of it. So uh, let's get straight to it. I'm going to also welcome um, Ali, who's going to join us in just a moment. She's going to tell us her story and she's got a question for Dr. Hanan. It's going to be okay with Dr. Hanan Bushkin. Alison sent us this email and she joins us on the show to talk with uh, Dr. Hanan today. She says, many of us in South Africa do not have the option to live elsewhere and are either thinking of emigrating or are actively in the process of doing so after events of the last year or so. Leaving the country of your birth, which you love, is an incredibly difficult decision, especially when you feel that you're doing so not because you want to, but because you have to. There are all sorts of emotions involved, fear of the unknown, second-guessing your choices, and the most difficult one to deal with is guilt. I have so many friends and family members who are going through this now, and I'd like to hear Dr. Hanan's advice on how to process these emotions during the stress of a relocation, which involves a new house, a new job, and a new country. So I think that's such a good question. Um, let's, put us, let's put her on and um, get to meet Ali. How, how are you doing, Alison? Nice to see you. Morning. Nice to meet you all. So is it you that's... I'm, yeah, is it, say I'm super excited to be on. I've been, I've been following you guys, Gareth and Leanne, since 5 FM days. So oh, I'm nice. super excited. Well, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> is it you who's thinking of moving or is it friends and family? So my sister left two weeks ago. Okay. And it's sort of sparked the conversation with myself and my husband as to should we now be doing this as well. My other sister's already been there. She's been there for 10 years. Where have they gone um, to, by the way? In the, the UK. Okay. The UK. Mm. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's such a tough thing. I mean, once someone's decided, I try to not talk them out of it, you know, because it's, it's really their decision and you kind of just support them and do what you can. It's it's a very tough call, though, because you do start thinking. I mean, most of the people I was at Varsity with, I would say a third of them are left in South Africa. The other two thirds mm-hmm. have gone elsewhere. And as you say, like yeah. most of us who are who are left here now are either looking at it and going, well, I can't afford to do it, or you're just going to see where it goes because you don't think necessarily your opportunities are better anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for me, I was always one of those people who sort of looked at people leaving and went, like, what are you doing? This is a lovely country and et cetera, et cetera. And there, but there have been a number of things in the last year that, I mean, I'm from KZN, so the riots were a big factor for sure, us. It was quite a scary situation. We've mm-hmm. had floods. We've got, no, we've got mm-hmm. water shedding. We've got load shedding. There's this whole raft of weird legislation the government's passing that they think is going to create more jobs but isn't and you know there's a whole lot of things that make you think what am i actually doing here (laughs) Mm. well i mean i'm not embarrassed to admit it now that my position has changed over you know the course of the last 15 years it's gone from oh you want to leave south africa what an idiot you are to i totally understand and you go ahead and do Mm. that you do you i mean i'm really not passionate about either side of the argument um, people must do whatever they feel is is right for them. Um, I, I don't know that there's a right answer or a wrong answer. But I do think the one thing that I have kind of picked up about the people who move and are happy and the people who are moving and are unhappy, um, and a lot of people who are unhappy pretend to be happy because they don't want anyone to know that they've made uh, the wrong decision, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing that I think differentiates the two is that the people who are happy now wherever they might be in the world. And they've moved to very, you know, different locations, very diverse places. The people who are happy have moved for a reason. In other words, they've moved there for something positive. Either they wanted to take up a new job, they wanted to explore the world, they wanted to send their kids to a school in in another country. There are a whole bunch of reasons that they might have done that. But if the reason is positive, as far as I can tell, then positive things happen. 
Um, if the reason is yeah, negative, it's like if you're trying to get away from something or you've had a very bad experience here. Or And listen, I, I'm sympathetic. I understand why you know, somebody might want to leave if something awful has happened to them or their family. But I don't think that a negative reason to go is a good reason. Um, it's got to be something positive. No, absolutely, yeah. No, I totally agree. And I've seen the same thing. And I think that's been part of, of, of where we've been with our decision is that I don't want to leave just because I feel like I have to. I want to leave because I feel like I'm going to something and that there's something mm. I'm excited about. And, and I mean, there are, those, there are those emotions as well. You know, London is a, is a huge sort of door opening career wise right. to myself and my husband. And that's exciting. So, you know, it's. it's well, let's, yeah, let's, let's bring on Dr. Hanan. His camera is off because he's load shedding this morning, but he is there to listen to you. Hey, Doc. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. You would be Morning. sitting in the dark, so we wouldn't see you anyway. But I'm glad that you're... I'm in complete darkness. <laughs> I'm glad we managed to get you here. So, Dr. Hanan, you might, have, you might have heard all of that when we were talking to Ali about like her sister moving and the idea of emigrating. And it's a big decision. I mean, it's probably one of those four or five things that people are most um, apprehensive and nervous about, right? I mean, moving to another country is a whole big traumatic deal. Completely. So, you know, as we said many times on the show, the the human mind really likes predictability, stability, consistency, and creating a home is not just um, it's not just kind of a couple word sentence. It's building memories, uh, creating relationships, um, building and uh, engaging in in memories and. Uh, you know, from your kids going to a certain school to you growing up in a particular place and uprooting yourself from all that and that environment and putting yourself in a brand new environment is incredibly traumatic, mm. incredibly traumatic. If anybody ever tells you that they've left a country to another country um, and that was easy, they're lying. It's not possible. It's an absolute lie because, again, to go from place A to place B, even though place B might be better for you for whatever reason, and we could discuss why somebody should be moving, it's still the brain needs time to adjust. And that adjustment period is incredibly difficult. Um, I've got, and I've had the privilege over the last, especially two and a half years, to speak to people from all over the world. You know, before COVID, I can tell you that I've had, I've had conversations and patients, expats, so South Africans living in London and South Africans living in Australia and South Africans living in the UK. And, um, they've all told me the same thing, that it's very, very difficult, very challenging. And over the last two and a half years, I've had the privilege of speaking to Australians living in Australia and uh, Canadians living in Canada, in Canada, in Canada. <laughs> and uh, the common denominator is that everybody is struggling. Yeah. Everybody is struggling. There's no perfect uh, place. There's no perfect environment. There's no perfect situation that um, where, you know, there's no utopia. There's no place that you can go to where uh, there's no stress. One thing that's in common amongst everybody, human nature, is that suffering is part of the deal. Sacrifice is part of the deal. Disappointment is part of the deal. That's life, and it's how you manage it and what kind of challenge you choose to, to live with. So does South Africa have like small, smaller nuances and smaller different challenges? Of course, to anywhere, uh, anywhere else, of course. But the common denominator is the common denominator is dis disappointment and hurt and frustration. Everyone's suffering everywhere. It's kind of you choose your challenge wherever you go. But to your point, Ali, the, 
the it is very challenging you for somebody to move um for yourself if you're thinking of moving it's an incredibly traumatic experience for to lose somebody to another country is incredibly traumatic because a part of your lifestyle a part of your memory a part of your world has been kind of pulled away and suddenly you have to adjust to that reality too um so yeah it's incredibly challenging for no no, no doubt about it yeah no absolutely and and i think that's that's exactly the the sort of struggle that i have with this whole situation is it's to me it's it's not a black and white as you say everywhere's got problems so i'm fully aware i'm not going to move to the uk and suddenly everything's going to be a bed of roses i know there's going to be challenges and issues that side as yeah. well and it's really trying to balance in my head the the frustrations and the issues that i see in south africa the opportunities that i see there and to to balance those two things and and sort of on, on the balance of things make make the decision and then once you've made the decision obviously as you say gareth you've got to then be positive about it and 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 just so, go and do do the best that you can you know so, so doc i i think that you know we're all kind of on the same page here but what do you think it is that makes it so difficult is it abandoning those memories especially if you you know you're in your 30s 40s maybe um because that's the age that a lot of a lot of people might be thinking about it um maybe you 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 decide to do it a lot earlier who knows but is it is it that collection of memories is it that that um what do you call it sunken cost almost of this is where i am i've spent my entire life making friendships connecting myself to to you know various other people in in business or in romantic relationships or in family relationships and now i have to start from scratch again is is that the worst mm. part of it so let, let's put it this way or well, if you had to ask the average person uh is stress good or bad the average person will tell you stress is bad mm. but it's not as simple as that the truth is that in life guys whatever you value comes married with stress value comes married with stress that's the way it works that's the law of the land value equals stress so i value my kids it comes with stress i value my marriage it comes with stress i value my job it comes with stress i value my health it comes with stress that is the nature of the way the way the way it works mm-hmm. so if somebody had to say to me khanan how do i eliminate stress well the answer is well eliminate everything that you value <laughs> and that and that you can't do because then you get depressed yeah. so the, when somebody says to me i'm stressed i go well good for you obviously you value something Mm. Now there's there's a good there's a there's a there's a difference between healthy and unhealthy stress. So healthy stress is when I focus on or stressed over anything that I value but I have a framework to manage it. Unhealthy stress is when I'm stressed over something that I value but with no framework, with no blueprint, no method, no way to actually take control over it. Now, so the next question and to your point Gareth or how, how do you increase or decrease something that we value well value is decidable what you're invested in mm. so the more you invest into something the more valuable it becomes the more there's stress because remember value equals stress so the more you invest into something the more valuable it becomes the more there's stress so the analogy is if i invest a million rand into a business and it fails I'm devastated if I invest nothing into a business and it fails. Doesn't, I don't care yeah. because I'm not invested into it. Right. So to your point Gareth, the reason why living leaving a country is so devastating is because can you think of the your investment 
in a country, and it's not just in a country, by the way. It's in relationships. Mm. It's in memories. It's in growing up. It's in familiarity, which we mustn't uh, just kind of just take for granted, which is very powerful. Yep. So think about the coins that you invested day in, day out in a particular environment yeah. that you're about to let go of. So it's like investing, again, I'll use money as an example. It's like investing a million rand um, on even on a daily basis. And suddenly at the age of 30, 40, 50, you have to let it go. You have to let it go. The, you have to shut oh. down the business. Wow. I mean, that immediately comes with stress. It's devastating. It's devastating. That's why. So whatever you invest into is whatever you value, whatever you value comes with stress. And the reason, by the way, just as for anybody that's interested, the reason why value comes with stress is because the moment you value something, there's always the potential of losing it. And that's right. where it comes with stress. Right. So that's why value comes with stress. So that's why leaving a country is so difficult because you're so heavily invested into it. So Ali, is there anything you want to ask uh, Dr. Hanan before we, we let him go? Because there are a couple other questions I've got, but you're the one who gets to 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 pitch your question to him. I mean, this is your free counseling and therapy session. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I suppose my question would be, you know, how do you how do you actually sort of deal with that stress of this whole move and everything while still having the, these other emotions? And I think for me, where the the biggest emotion actually is is guilt. Having always been a patriotic person, I feel incredibly guilty about leaving and leaving the people like my gardener, my domestic work, all the people who rely on me and my little ecosphere, you know, and I almost feel like I'm abandoning ship. And yeah, how, how do you sort of work through that and actually go with a positive mindset? Right. So, so I'll mention a couple of things. Number one, that whenever one of my greatest, most important principles to live by is never, ever sit on the fence. Don't allow yourself to sit on the fence because you just bleed inefficiency when you're on the fence. Right. I'll tell, I tell my patients and the way I live my life is I would rather make the wrong decision than make no decision because nothing happens when you make no decision. There's no feedback. You're not getting any feedback to let you know how you can U-turn or you can correct your framework to get to, to, the, to the desired goals. So, so number one is you've got to commit to a position and marry a position. The other thing that you have to understand is that life very rarely, maybe a handful of times in your lifetime, will offer you a position that is 100% right from the start. Hmm. Life most of the time will give you a 60-40 or 55-45 or mostly a 51-49 decision. And you have to sometimes make a very difficult decision at a cost, at a sacrifice. And leaving the country, there's no question about it, there's a sacrifice. But you have to commit to a position. The third thing that I will say is that the definition of suffering is committing to a position and fantasizing about the alternative. I've said this before. So no. being married and fantasize about being single. Oof. Living in Joburg and fantasize about uh, living in Cape Town. Uh, wanting to, to the discussion you were having this morning, guys, wanting to lose weight and fantasizing about the chocolate cake. Yeah. That is, that is a definition of suffering. It's suffering crazy. is committing to a position and fantasizing about the alternative. So as to your point, once you commit to a position, once you commit to a position, so you've done your maths, and maybe we'll do a longer show on how you can actually work out what will be the 51-49% decision. Mm. But once you commit to a position, absolutely immerse yourself in it. Immerse yourself in it knowing that guilt and disappointment and imposter syndrome. So do you know what imposter syndrome is? Yeah. So questioning your decision is part of the deal. 
That's the sacrifice. That's the sacrifice of picking the 51 because there's still 49% or 49 reasons of why you shouldn't go. There's 51 why you should and there's 49. That comes part and parcel of the, uh, that's part and parcel of the deal. Adulting is accepting a position that comes with a sacrifice. Yeah. Adulting is accepting a position that comes with a sacrifice and guilt is part of it. So, but how do you, how do you get rid of the guilt? Immerse yourself in your new position until your brain adjusts. Once your brain adjusts, the guilt goes away. But the reason why the guilt, you might say to me, but Hanan, so many people move to a country or so many people make a decision and the guilt doesn't, doesn't go away for years is because they haven't immersed themselves in a position. Guilt only goes away if you immerse yourself 100% in your decision. 100%. Because if you, again, if you go to another country and fantasize about South Africa and what you're leaving behind, the guilt will never go away. Once you commit to a position, once you break up with somebody, once you choose to lose weight, once you choose to, whatever your decision is, immerse yourself in it until your brain adjusts. Once your brain adjusts to the new reality, that's when the guilt goes away. But you have to immerse yourself in it without living in the alternative. So then I'm, I'm assuming, Ali, you've made your decision and that you are now going to have to come to terms with it. I mean, Dr. Dr. Hanan has been so clear about that. Immerse yourself yeah. in the decision. Don't look back. Keep forging forward. And it, the stress will come down. The guilt will come down. But you've got to actually pour yourself into this new decision. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Nan. And don't worry about us. I mean, like you say, you know, patriotism and, you know, your, your domestic worker and all. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. We, we, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to make a plan. Don't, don't worry about the rest of us. This is about you and your life, and you've got to do what's right for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. Doc, thank you very much. It's always good to have you on. And Thanks, I, hope, I hope your load shedding isn't too bad today. In fact, I hope that's the case for you too, Addy. We will see you, uh, Dr. Hanan, next week, Monday. Cliffcentral.com.